Ora, and welcome to another edition of the GeoDorable podcast with your hosts, Chris Morris and Mark Thompson. For more information on this episode, visit the GeoDorable page on Facebook. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Mark. How are you? I'm quite well. How about yourself? Oh, I wish I could say the same. I'm suffering from uh, oh, a cold of some description. It's why my voice is uh, a couple of octaves slower. I thought it was just, um, you know, making yourself more appealing to our feminine listeners. Hey, not just not just, not just females, Mark. We're equal opportunities uh, podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we try and appeal to all... Uh, or orientations? I'm going to get lost in this soon. Yeah, you are. But yeah, this is definitely my uh, my sexy cold voice. Ah, yes. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, welcome along to the Geodorable podcast. This is the number one special podcast in New Zealand and easily top 50 in the world. Oh, easily top 50. And we've listened to other podcasts and we're better. Oh, that's a big call. I, I have actually been listening to um, a couple of... Don't, uh, don't know week. names. No, I'm not <laughs> going to, but I have been listening. Um, interesting. And? Well, hey, we're a little different. We're a little bit more, you know, um, cheery, I'd say. Cheery. <laughs> you know, we enjoy what we do. Some of the other podcasts, it sounds as though, I don't know, they're not having such a good time. All right. Um, well, we do enjoy this podcast, actually. We enjoy um, also the feedback we get from the listeners. It is great when we hear, uh, you know, hear something from them. And um, this week, or uh, we've had uh, a lot of response on Twitter. Yeah, loving the Twitter. I never thought I would. I know, surprising, eh? I thought it was only for socialists who didn't like Trump, but um, <laughs> turns out it's not. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, no, it's it's a really good way of getting in touch. So yeah, um, yeah. it is. Getting so yeah. Please uh, tweet us, Facebook us on Geodorable, uh, and email us at gmail, geodorable oh, at gmail. That's better. You always do that. At, at geodorable at gmail. And uh, my geodorable on um, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, so what an exciting podcast we've got this week. We have. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, Quite a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, we've got some space stuff satellite stuff we've got some military stuff we've got um emergency response stuff yeah all kinds of things actually i do like us thinking um the amount of research we do and the variety we put in of this podcast to different things that aren't just esri mapping oh yeah 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 um but as well as trying to stay ahead of esri mapping it's it's pretty cool do you know, and um, I'm letting the listeners in on a little secret here, so uh, I use... Um, uh, staff. We know you've got staff. <laughs> yeah. I use staff to do this. Um, no, I use... Uh, you've got you a know, te- yeah, we've, we've got a team of writers. You wouldn't believe it. Some of it may just seem a little bit ad-lib, but you can't be funny all the time. Now, if we've got a team of writers, then we really should start paying them. <laughs> we, well, yeah, with our new sponsors. <laughs> so I use uh, Feedly. I don't know if you know if you know Feedly, but this is one of these uh, kind of you know um, RSS uh, feed um, websites, and I have currently 583 stories relating to GIS uh, to choose from. Oh wow! Yeah, and that's all kinds of things. So it's Esri stuff. It's um, oh, a bit of James Fee, a bit of the Map Room, a bit of Very Spatial, a bit of the GIS Lounge, a bit of uh, Geo Awesomeness, Directors Magazine. Um, Gartner, uh, all kinds of stuff, and mm-hmm. and we pick out the top stories for you. Yes, that's exactly what we do. Um, but in doing that, we also uh, pass comment and opinion. And that opinion, Mark, is is that opinion um, ours or is it our uh, current employers? Well, Chris, it is ours entirely, and in fact, sometimes it's not even ours. It's for satirical purposes, even if it's not obvious. Gosh darn those writers. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, all opinions are, are completely ours and have nothing to do with anyone we work for or associate with. <laughs> I think that about covers it. And then I'm getting nervous. Every time we say this every week, I'm getting more and more nervous about what's, what we're going to say. What are we going to say? But, what, but there's heaps coming on. So shall we crack into it? Uh, we shall. Um, let's go. Spatial News. Spatial News. 
I think we need to find more funky news music. Do we want new music? Well, yeah, just music that doesn't make you remind you of watching the news with your parents when you were a kid. All but right. anyway, so that's not the news. Uh, it's not. Now, before we get on to the news proper, um, I just uh, would like to uh, shout out to Rocket Labs. Um, they have done an amazing thing today and launched... Uh, they launched uh, it. They launched a rocket into space. Nice. And, you know, they join a very uh, small band of countries. Um, I don't think Rocket Labs is a country. No, sorry. They join a very small band of countries that have managed to launch something into space. Again, New Zealand now joins a small band of countries that... Oh, stopping so pedantic. Jeez, people (laughs) Um, are always talking about. But yeah, that's exciting stuff. I know they've had some delays and they had to release a um, 3D animation of what the rocket launch would look like. But they've actually now launched it. Um, uh, I've yet to see a really good kind of... Um, uh, video of the launch, but as soon as I find one, we'll post it on Twitter. It it'll be it's New Zealand, so someone would have captured it on our phone. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure. And there'll be some mild bad language on it. Um, and maybe some uh, fashion shops somewhere in there. Uh, yes. Anyway, would you like anyway. to um, would you like to uh, guess the uh, eleven other countries that have made it into space? Ooh, this is this is divergent. Um, okay, I'm going to go for the obvious USA. Yep. Russia. Yep. Uh, the UK. Yeah, that surprised me, but true. Um, well, if you've seen Top Gear, they put a um, no Robin Reliant into space. It was actually launched from uh, Woomeroo, uh, yeah, Woomeroo in uh, Australia. Okay. Um, other people to put something into space. China. Yep. They put something into space. India. They put lots they of things have, in space. Yeah. Uh, so what's that? Five. No six. Um. There's got to be some more European countries, so I'll go for the likes of Germany. No. Not Germany. No. Uh, anyone else in Europe I've missed? Yeah, I know. We're not going to do this for the rest of the evening because uh, <laughs> it'll start to get boring. But the people you missed out are France, um, uh, with Asterix, the satellite. Uh, and then it gets a little confusing here, so we've got the European Space Agency. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then, because um, you've also got to have the Soviet Union and Russia and the Ukraine, so you kind of get three for the price of one there. Um, I, yeah, that doesn't count. I said well, Russia. Yes, but you didn't say the Soviet Union. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, Israel, uh, Iran, and uh, North Korea are the uh, other countries. So we uh, we really are up there in, um, in good standing. Yeah. yeah, good on us. And at some point, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really interested about Rocket Labs. I think what they're doing is great. And uh, at some point in the future, we need to talk about Rocket, Rocket Labs and what they're going to do for our community. Well, when they start producing maps. Well, not them, but the satellites that they launch. Maybe. Yes. Mm. Anyway, um, speaking of space. Oh, what a link, Mark. That was amazing. Yeah, and that wasn't even scripted. <laughs> um, Syria from space. Yeah. Um, what, what is it? Well, this is uh, this is an interesting story I saw on BBC News. Um, so it's uh, it's a great article. Uh, it's um, it, it's really visually um, visually impactful, if I may. Uh, but really, it's it's looking at uh, how the war has uh, affected a number of um, cities in Syria. Uh, it's using satellite imagery from space. And it's exploring not just the kind of you often see, you know, damage to um, you know buildings and so forth. What this has actually done is it's taken a time series looking at the use of um, electricity and lighting uh, across the cities, and you can really start to see how and where you know uh, war unfortunately has uh, you know affected the uh, the local population. Um, yeah, it's pretty powerful stuff, I think. Well, it is. Um, we've all seen the. Excuse me. Bless you. Um, we've all seen... I couldn't reach the mute button in time. Uh, we've all seen the cities from space and how impressive they are. But this really gives you impact of the human conflict. Yeah, it was yeah, um, striking. Yeah. So how do you get hold of that? We'll post a link on our uh, Facebook and Twitter feed. Uh, yes, we will. Um, it's on the BBC. You can go and search from there. Uh, Syria from space is uh, what you should Google. Yeah, excellent stuff. Okay. 
spatial news. Now, Chris, you know there's just been a conference? I do. There's been a number of conferences, actually. There has, and one locally in New Zealand has been the Indigenous Peoples mapping. Yes. Yep. Um, what was that, last week? Yeah, last week. There's some photos up on Facebook if you hunt them down. Yeah, there are, yeah. Um, and this was a, a story that uh, we saw on uh, TVNZ. Um, yeah, TVNZ. That, sorry, for international listeners, that is New Zealand's one of two channels we have. We have more than that now, don't we? Well, we only have two broadcasters. Oh, I suppose we've got Prime, but anyway. Well, there's only two with any content on them. But um, It's always funny people ask what are your channels in New Zealand we're like well there's TV1 there's TV2 and there's TV3 yep <laughs> and Sky and Sky but anyway yes it was on TVNZ it was uh, it was really interesting actually there's a nice uh, little news piece there uh, and it was all about how um, Google uh, have uh, have helped or are helping kind of indigenous people record um Record culture, um, and they've they yeah. done that by providing access to the the kind of the street cam. Um, well, yeah. So the the video starts with a uh, guy on a bike with a street cam, um, quad bike with street cam mounted to the back of it. Yeah, awesome, eh? Which is pretty cool. But I thought interesting they're putting it onto Street View. Yep. Um, so you can go walk. Yeah. Explore the trails. Yeah. Um, I still don't understand. Is is this? Oh, Google, we just do stuff because it's kind of fun and helping and we're making a lot of money anyway? Or is there a, is there a commercial aspect to this? That's a good question. I mean, I think Google are reasonably altruistic in, in many ways. You know, what's their, what's their motto? Do no evil? I think that's Don't be the, evil. Yeah. Which, yeah, they may not have stuck to too many times. Well, you know, they haven't started a war yet, so, you know. <laughs> um, are you accusing them of them being like Enron or... Um, no, I'm not accusing anybody Some of, of the anything. people involved in the first Gulf War. No, all I'm okay. saying is, so, you know, I mean, they get the vast majority of their, uh, their revenue through advertising. Um, yes. You know, this may be, you know, trying to attract more uh, advertising, or this may just be a good thing that Google are doing. I suspect it's both because there's benefit and more people using their products. What I think is, uh, was kind of interesting is, um, you know, the the, uh, the conference itself. You know, Google played a quite a large um, yeah. part in that conference. Um, and I know, um, if you, again, if you watch the, uh, the video, um, other providers are mentioned. Um, I particularly like the grandmother who, uh, who managed to rattle off a few um, different products there. Um, <laughs> you know. Was she wearing a shirt and a yeah, hat? No, no, she wasn't. But um, <laughs> she, While holding a pen? So many people uh, struggle to pronounce the, you know, Esri. Uh, and... Uh, um, in fact, she reminds me of a story you once told me about a colleague who always pronounced it wrong. Oh, Ezra. Yep. Um, she did exactly the same thing, so maybe she is your colleague. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not, but yeah. But it's just, just interesting to see, you know, um, you generally you don't see Ezra well, anywhere else in the industry in, in New Zealand, and then it pops yeah. up at this conference, you know? Yeah, and, and a, let's say not a mainstream event, like mainstream if you're in indigenous mapping, but yeah, not yeah. such a mainstream event, but yeah. So um, again, TVNZ will post that. Um, Google, <laughs> you can Google Google Maori culture. Yep, um, and that'll be brilliant. And it's nice to see. Um, do you see? Uh, you saw Dwayne um, pop up in. Uh, yeah, in, yeah, that's quite cool. <laughs> yeah, he's working hard in that area. It's great. Yeah, indeed. Right. Okay. What's next. Spatial news. So, Mark, um, what is the nearest brewery to your uh, hometown? Uh, there's one just up the road um, called. I forget the name of it. Well, don't you wish you uh, had Fitzpatrick. A, well, don't you wish you had but a map? Close to work, there's the Mount Brinko who are at. Um, actually, this is incorrect. <laughs> Well, before you before you rip it apart, um, let's, uh, let's <laughs> what, what is it? Listeners, what it is? <laughs> well, um, it, there's a few of them. Um, so the, there is two beer maps, beer at breweries. Yeah. In New Zealand, uh, of of New Zealand. Yep. 
um, one on Google Maps and one on Arc, Arc Online. Yep. Um, which purport to be the uh, breweries around New Zealand. And, and what you, uh, you know, I think it, it's uh, it's quite interesting. I had never realised there were quite so many of these, um, you know, smaller, uh, you know, breweries. Oh, craft beer is taking off. Oh, taking off. I think it's taken off. It's um, it's amazing to see how many there are. Um, you know, I, yeah. I, you know, the website itself, it's kind of okay-ish. It, you know, perhaps lacks the detail that uh, we might expect. Um, well, yeah, they they are kind of just points on a map. That tell you their latitude and longitude. Yes, which is kind of again pointless. But um, it'd be nice if there was a link to the yellow pages or to a website. That that would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, um, but in saying the Google Age, this is probably more than enough. Yeah, true. Um, I think link to the website would have been uh, useful. Yeah. But, um, good to see how many uh, local, um, well, local breweries there are. I'm just yeah. I know they're missing a few off um, Tauranga. Um, including a very good one called Rising Tide. Well, that's not the name of the brewery, but um, it's a great bar and uh, also has steam buns. Okay, beer and steam buns. That excellent yeah. mix of uh, food and drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very cool. Right. Spatial news. The, um... Chris. Yes. Have you heard of Here Maps? Hmm, let me think. Yes, I have. Have you? Yeah. It's. I was actually um, talking to my colleagues this week who are all in the mapping industry and they hadn't heard of uh, Here Maps. How can you not have heard of Here Maps? They're one of the largest kind of map well, providers in the world. They're not that big in New Zealand. Mm, no, they're not, right. I guess. Like, when, when have you actually come across Here Maps in New Zealand? Well, if you've ever used, um, I believe, uh, some of the data from Esri is actually based on here maps. It is? Yeah, indeed. But so. you wouldn't know it. Mm. No, true, not unless you read the fine print. Yeah, but anyway, why are we talking about this? Uh, because um, they are advertising for a, uh, a position in New Zealand, in Wellington. They are. I don't know how big the team is in Wellington. No, I don't either, but I thought it was actually quite a, uh, an interesting looking job. Yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of like Google advertising. Maybe that's upping here a bit much, but it, it is kind of like Google advertising for people in New Zealand. Yeah, and, and I guess that's the, the main reason that we're talking about it. Um, we aren't planning on launching a, a jobs um, site. Although, no. if you have a job going, um, we'll happily plug it if, it's, uh, yeah. if you want. But, um, for yeah, a nominal, just, nominal fee. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe a beer from the beer mat. Um, I just thought it was kind of interesting the kind of skills they're after. You know, um, it's quite well, a mix it's, there. It's a lot of mix. Um, it's a senior role. Yep. But it's a technical senior role, and I've I've probably never seen anything so specific. Suspic- specific. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. In drinking. Not suspicious. No. Nope. Specific. Good grief. Um, and the type of skills they want generally. They're kind of vagueish. Yep. Um, but this isn't, so uh, we'll post that up. It's on LinkedIn. Yep. Um, yeah. Have a look for that. Kind of interesting. Just, just interesting if you're writing a job description as well. What what they're actually asking for. Yeah, yeah, no, that's actually a really good point. Um, too often you see kind of job efforts out there, and you know I've had to write a few of my own, uh, and uh, it's really hard to know quite what to put in and how much detail to put in. Um, so it's always yeah. interesting to see what people do. And they've put in a lot. They have put in a lot. Perhaps more than I would. Yeah, but maybe that's the level of pe- person they're after. Uh, any idea uh, how much uh, how much it's going for, salary-wise? Uh, I'm just looking on the thing. No, I can't see. It's interesting, actually. You say it's quite a senior role. It actually says seniority level, entry level. Really? Yeah. That's a lot of responsibility for actually a, a, a well, an entry-level person. And a lot of technology. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, should we keep on the uh, the job front and uh, jump to the British Army? Well, we should. This is interesting. Well, I thought it was interesting. I, I, I At first, when you told me about it, I couldn't see why we were talking about the, uh, the Ministry of Defence in the UK. Um, 
they seem quite a long way away. Uh, but then the more I read it, the more interesting it became. Because they're not just searching yeah. for one person, are they? No. So this is, um, if you're familiar with the, any sort of army, I suppose, they have army reserves, which is what they're called in America. In New Zealand, they're the territorial soldiers. And in England, they're... Uh, was it regular army? Oh, territorial. Um, oh, army reserve, actually, is what they're calling themselves. <laughs> but anyway, the, there's a squadron called the 135 Geographic Squadron. Sounds interesting. Does sound interesting. Um, but what they're doing is advertising for people. Uh, now, what type of people, you ask? Well, actually, they're asking, looking for newbies, so like the under-30s, and they're looking for oldies, like the over-40s, over-50s. And yep. this is the opportunity. It takes a year or two to train to go and be deployed or to actually work with them. But this is all part-time learning, etc. Yep. Um, but you get to go do cool GIS stuff um, on the weekends of you doing boring GIS stuff during the week. Well, what I thought was uh, really just that they're recruiting up to 40. 40. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... That's, um, that's a significant... It is. ...number of people. Um, and you get paid. Um, when you're time away, they've been to Afghanistan... They've been to Syria um, and other places that aren't so dangerous. I was going to say, you're not selling this to me now. <laughs> I was quite happy with making the maps. Make maps, not war, people. Um, yeah. Talking of which, um, uh, you and I both know um, Mr. Tansley. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, he was in the TA. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he go. was. Um, so, yeah... I, I thought, also thought this would be cool if um, it happened in New Zealand. Yeah. I don't know if New Zealand Army is actually big enough for this or have the money. Um, but, you know, an industry like ours, which actually likes to make maps and do stuff and promote the industry, uh-huh. um, would actually like to get involved with this. Well, I mean, there have been quite a few adverts recently from um, the New Zealand... Defence force for you know geospatial people, but uh, no, nothing on this scale and, and nothing like this. I, I agree, it's actually quite a um, quite an interesting story. Yeah. So, just as a note, they've they've been to 20 countries over the last 10 years. Wow. Um, so that's that's quite cool. It is. But also, again, back to the age age thing. They're looking for young people and old people. Yeah. That's cool. Um, that is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we wouldn't fit into either. No, actually, we're outside their age group, but um, I'm sure they'd take us because we're special. And, and, and outside the country, which may make it more difficult. But anyway, interesting. Yes. Okay. Spatial news. Now, this is interesting. Now, we've mentioned conferences. We uh, love conferences. We do, and there's there's going to be quite a few conferences on this, coming up. On this show, we, we love a good conference. We do. So uh, it Unfortunately, was, there's not a lot of good conferences. Well, it was the uh, Algim uh, GIS uh, conference uh, this week, earlier this week, I think it yep. was. Um, one of my colleagues went. He um, found it really interesting. Um, you know, quite a yep. lot of... And uh, there's that one in Australia that's just been that a f- quite a few people attended. Yep. And what's the one earlier in the year? Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> this one is this one again. We, in we the UK. a story. Yes, a story about um, a conference in another country. But the reason it caught, caught our eye, and I think uh, the reason that, that you know it's it, it is interesting, is how different it is from kind of the conferences we, we're used to. Yeah. So it's a f- one of the, one of the things that makes it really interesting is. The amount of exhibitors, exhibitors, gosh, sorry, my tongue's not working. Exhibitors in the conference and the variety of them. Well, and I think that's partially because um, you know the conference isn't being run by the industry; it's being run by one of these conference companies. Yes, you know, make money from running conferences. So they've tried to get as many people to pay them as possible. But and and I can imagine actually phoning up and you're kind of going, you know, you don't want to come. Where are you going? Oh, well, they're, they're not there, but no, they are. No, they? Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's okay. that kind of uh, <laughs> you know uh, conference where you you're getting all uh, types. Esri aren't an exhibitor. 
Oh, but they are attending. They are a speaker, and they're yes. doing seminars. But so you've got this whole whole bunch, eighty plus vendors of all different types of GIS industry stuff. So you've got your map makers, and you've yep. got your remote sensors. But you've got Leica there, you've got Trimble there, you've got guys you haven't heard of um, who are doing satellites. Um, yeah, really, really wide variety of people with companies attending so you've got what like your wearographers your wearologists and your uh, wearometrists wearometrists yeah um and the other interesting thing is there's a whole lot of workshops and I, I presume you pay for put on these workshops but any vendor can turn up and put on a workshop um for i think they're half a day or three hour slots yep um so while the conference is running over two three days you also have workshops running Wow. Okay. Um, and then you've got a wide variety of speakers, and really looking through the speaker list, they're not technology speakers, as in they're not saying this is how you make a map, isn't it cool? They're talking about the industry, where it's changing, where it's moving to, what you should be looking for. Uh huh. Yeah. Do you, do you think uh, that would work in New Zealand? I mean, so you, you think about Australia, you've got locate. 16, 17, you know, whatever it's called uh, each year. Um, yeah, that's less uh, vendor focused. Yeah. Um, um, I'd like to see it work in New Zealand. It'd be great if we combined the ESRI conference with another couple of conferences um, and made it, yeah, more accessible. Because there's a lot of cool mappy stuff in New Zealand that we don't quite get to see because we go to the wrong conference. Well, we go to perhaps the only conference. Well, no, there's the Cartographer Conference, which is really interesting. Um, I think that's coming next year. Someone will correct me. Uh, That's every two years. And that's more into the infographics now. And I'm probably insulting cartographers or wearographers. (laughs) Um, Why let that stop you? (laughs) But what I'm saying is that they're interested in presenting information through a map. Which we've seen a lot of... um, Newspapers and that try and do some of them not too well. Hi, uh, New Zealand Herald. We are looking at you. <laughs> Just to name names. Well, come on, they have a horrible habit of uh, producing awful maps. I wouldn't say awful maps. They're interesting maps, but maybe their data is a little bit superfluous. No, that's the wrong word. What's the word I'm looking for? Awful. Inaccurate. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so um, check it out just as a just as an idea of what a conference could look like. Yeah, um, it, it is worth I think you know experiencing uh, you know, what we could have perhaps. Yeah, hmm. yeah, brilliant stuff. Spatial news. Now this is just a quick quick run about a website called thetruesize.com. Indeed. Now, Mark, um, you may be able to answer this. Um, does size matter? <laughs> well, it's not about the size that matters. It's actually about the measuring, Chris. Oh, that one I'm going to have to use. <laughs> um, and what what the, the true size.com is, is a map of the world that actually, it's in Mercator projection, but it takes the country as a graphic on a map and allows you to drag it over what it looks like on other countries so we've talked before about how to put a um or projections and how to put a round globe onto a flat map Mm -hmm. Um, but what this one does is actually shows you the effects of having a projection like the Mercator projection yep when you can take a country like Greenland which isn't that big and put it over top of a um of another country Yes, basically you get like, to... Like, uh, let's say, South America. Yeah. And we find out that Greenland's much smaller than Brazil. It's actually about the, it's actually smaller than Argentina. Is it? Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, it's actually smaller than Australia. It's about half the size, maybe a third of the size of Australia. Um, so this is map geekery at its best. It is. Uh, yeah, it's... Yeah. And it's um, actually, I think it's a really good, uh, you know, uh, way of you know demonstrating this to kids. 
Yeah, or your colleagues who don't understand when you say it, but the projection's wrong. <laughs> um, and and it's also a cool web map. I don't know what it's built on. Yeah. Uh, Google, it looks like. Yeah. yeah um, but as you move the graphic up and down away from the equator, it gets bigger as the projection warps it more. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's the truesize.com. And it's uh, the thing I like to do um, is uh, was to compare um, New Zealand with the UK because um, you always kind of I always feel that New Zealand is smaller than the UK for some reason. No, it's bigger. I know. I don't know why I feel like that, but it's not until you um, you know you, you kind of uh, put it on the map you actually get to see uh, <laughs> that right. size difference. In terms of landmass, New Zealand's um, the same size as England. Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland. Just never feels like, you know, I, I don't know. So, and, and a, uh, a pros tip for you, there's a, uh, down in the bottom left-hand corner, um, you can rotate the country as you track it around the map, so you can really try and get it to fit properly. <laughs> um, yeah. It's actually pretty cool. It is. So, yeah, the truesize.com. And that, Mark, is, uh, is the news. It is the news. Good news, Chris. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Um, so after the news, what do we like to do? We like to uh, have topic of the week. Topic of the week, 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 week. Uh, and this week, I should I, I should play the bed, really, shouldn't I? Yes. Otherwise, oh. we're just going to have to hum it. Well, I'm I'm you know a bit concerned. You're going to suggest that I need to change the music, which. Uh, no. Uh, no, I like topic of the, of the week music. Okay. Topic of the week. Oh, but that could be a little bit loud. No, it's just your ears. I'm just killing a cockroach at the moment, so if I fade in and out, um, that's why. Okay. Uh, shall I just carry on talking while you're um, dealing with this pest? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, I feel as though I should commentate, uh, perhaps, on, um, on your movements, but I'm, I, I can't see you, so who knows what you're doing. Um, we should explain, perhaps, to the listeners killing a cockroach. that you, that you, uh, you uh, do this podcast from your shed. Um, well, I, th- I think you'd start from the fact we're not in the same town when we do this. Uh, we're not, but I'm, I'm still just clarifying the fact that you do your podcast in your shed, and this isn't kind of in your house. Ah, right, yes, it's okay to kill things in my shed, but I'm not... Honestly, this thing's not dying. It's a cockroach. They're impossible to kill. What's our top of the week? Let's not yep. be distracted by the cockroach. <laughs> So, topic of the week. Topic of the week. So, last week we talked uh, an awful lot about um, smart cities, uh, and uh, we mentioned uh, Wellington as part of that. Um, literally uh, a few days uh, afterwards, um, there was a, a, a post by um, uh, Sean O'Dane um, about how Wellington uh, had used GIS during the, or post, I should say, uh, the Kaikoura um, earthquake. Um, what was interesting, I think, is that GIS is always used in emergency situations. It's a really good way to display information about what's happening around the place. Sure. Um, but what Sean talked about is, is their preparedness mm-hmm. and their ability to be a bit lighter. Um, and what we don't want to do in this, in this topic is compare emergencies. No, no, no. no. Um, because responses are... are if you're in the middle of it, it's pretty stressful, yep. and everyone's definitely doing the best they can. Yeah, yep. Um, but yeah, I think they were able to take a f- advantage of a few technologies. One, because their response wasn't um, so large. Yep. Um, they didn't have wide-scale devastation. They they had small-scale devastation, and still very traumatic. Um, but they'd also set up a few things that enabled them to deliver fast. Well, and I think this is kind of the point. So, um, so both you and I uh, were involved um, post the, uh, the Christchurch earthquake, uh, yes. you know, using GIS and, and tools. And I think, you know, really, what the, the topic of the week perhaps is about this comparison between, um, as you say, not the size of the quakes, not the response, but, but really how the technology has developed uh, over a, you know a five-year period. Uh, and how I think Wellington has perhaps learned from um, the Christchurch situation to 
uh, been able to prepare this. Yeah, it has. Um, what am I going to say? <laughs> it has, and it's definitely been. Uh, but also, I think Wellington has had this advantage, where their or Sean's team is reporting basically to the CEO. Yeah. And so they're given a much higher um, role in, in what can be done. Okay. Rather than um, the GIS team, which is usually part of the information technology or information management team, which is then reporting to someone else who's reporting to someone else who's thinking about building bridges or IT systems, um, not really about making maps. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that is a, a, a very valid point. Um, you know, being in a situation where you have, uh, you know, uh, access to people at the highest level is, is going to make um, the situation easier. Yeah, it, it is. Um, so what did, what did they do? What, what did they actually do in their response? Well, I think you, you mentioned it to start with. I think it is worth uh, discussing preparedness so it's just being in a position to uh, respond when necessary uh, yep. and, and that really means that you know they had uh, you know um, created data sets uh, and had uh, you know talked with uh, other departments and uh, other agencies about the information that they held yeah and that really enabled them to, re- to respond much more quickly. Yep. Um, the other thing they do is took advantage of ArcGIS Online. Mm-hmm. And so they used non-infrastructure that's elsewhere. Um, it probably helped that they didn't have um, cell phone communication down. That's true. Um, but yeah, so going to Arcturus Online meant that everyone could ac- access to the prop- platform. They didn't have to worry about an IT department trying to set things up. They didn't have to worry about firewalls. Um, the data was sitting up there. It's data is relatively cheap to put on Arcturus Online. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, and you know we're we're a big fan of Survey One, Two, Three, and Collector, and those sort of things which can be used. Well, I think that's you know um, thinking back five years, you know Collector. Uh, has been around that long. Survey one two three uh, hasn't, um, and you know uh, over over that five year period, you know, collector has advanced as well. Um, but I certainly think you know the, the Wellington, you know, were there and ready to make you know take advantage of that technology. Yeah. Um, now, I did think one downside of this though is that you need a new bunch of named users. Yes and no. I think. Um, well, I think Esri will help out. Well, I think definitely. I think it's, but, uh, you know. but if you're trying to be prepared, um, you really can't be, because how many how many res- how many people do you need online? Hundred, two hundred, a thousand. Well, you say you can't be prepared. I mean, you, you can, yeah. right? Because you know, they, they they run uh, uh, exercises all the time to you know, to prepare for these uh, eventualities. So. Um, I, I think they must have a fair idea of what they may need, um, but you know, I, I'm sure that almost changes on a, on a, on a, kind of a monthly basis. Uh, as um, well, as yeah. And I don't think Esri um, would ever like to be seen to be profiting out of an emergency response. No, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's not the case. Yeah, um, but that is something to consider if you're looking for a light response. It actually comes with a bit of an overhead. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what else was there? Um, I thought what was uh, really interesting was um, how uh, making the most of um, 3D uh, information. So um, I remember, uh, you know, um, with the, uh, the Christchurch um, earthquake, uh, you know, making section 45, not just map section 45, was a, uh, you know, a um, uh, in order to, uh, you know, the building had been red zoned, um, and you actually had to produce a map of, you know, the, the boundary of what that red zone looked like. Uh, you know, what was interesting with Wellington was that, you know, they then produced these in 3D, so you could actually explore the, uh, the zone from uh, all areas. Yeah, but Wellington also had a lot of um, 
has always invested in 3D. That's true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, again, maybe one of those data sets that people should invest in. Well, I, um, I, I, um, I believe um, at some point Wellington are going to make their, uh, their, their data public. Yeah. Really data public. Um, so, yeah, what, I suppose, what are the top two, three things we're taking from this? Well, I think obviously preparedness is, uh, is the, you know, the, the main key. Uh, and I think that um, a lot of that has been enabled by Archers Online, um, you know, and being able to share maps uh, across multiple organisations, not just uh, within you know, your own organisation, but actually bringing in partners and, and sharing that uh, via uh, Archers Online has, I think, really changed the, the, the process in many respects. Yeah. Because it's um, not just the council, right? Who've got access to it. You know, other uh, agencies now do have access to you know, just online. Whether it's you know, power companies, whether it's um, you know, uh, water company, whoever else, you know, they can participate much more easily because of you know, there's a common understanding and a common system that they're using now. Yeah, um, and connectivity. Everyone talking the same language. I mean, that's that's quite a strength. It is, and I think um, you know. Once you prepare, you then you know you're in that situation where you're then having to, to deal with the emer- the emergency, and I think you know that that's something that uh, is incredibly difficult to do. And you know I, I don't propose uh, to, to 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 just to have any deep knowledge of it. But I think that you know those tools like like those tools like Survey One Two Three, you know, um, enable that uh, response um, and recovery to to happen more easily. Yeah. So we're saying have lots of tools in the toolbox. Think about what's easy, what's light, um, and read and talk to other people. Yeah, sounds reasonable. Eh? Hey, we've solved yeah. the problem. Well, maybe we've just helped better dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Shall we carry on with the? We shall. So. Um... Right now, Chris. Yes, Mark. Listeners may know that um, you're in training. <laughs> Uh, kind of, yeah. I'm a little nervous, actually. You're a little nervous. You yeah. can't be nervous. I mean, what's the worst that's, that's going to happen? Out in the first round? No, actually, I think the worst that would happen is that you um, make it to, like, top ten. Yeah, it's not going to happen. And then fail completely. Oh, you're, you're a good enough player. Uh, it's not going to happen, Mark. You and I both know that. But so. imagine if it did, and then everyone knows that you failed completely. You got devastated by... Um, uh, by one of the <laughs> one of the other people who are quite a lot better. Well, we shall see, Mark. We shall see. Um, so this is, of course, uh, this is uh, export shapefile. Um, the uh, the user conference is coming up. The uh, main uh, conference where um, the export to shapefilers get together and have um, have a few games. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of games because um, oh, there's a yeah. lot of bars around uh, around San Diego. I mean, that's going to be the thing. It's not just going to be the main uh, main um, competition. There's going to be, you know, lots of those little games popping up, and you know, people are just going to be playing it, at, you know, at the conference. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, export to shapefile the ability to navigate around the ArcGIS toolbox, um, pushing each player, uh, your opponent, into corners mm-hmm. by um, listing out tool sets. Yeah, so it's kind of a you know a, a mental agility game, a bit like chess, a bit like poker. Um, you know, um, it's fun. I enjoy it. Yeah, it, it is good. We we must find. Actually, would love it if um, someone wanted to challenge either Chris or myself. It's never going to happen. I think two people are too um, too cautious. Well, surely they've seen how we play. <laughs> yeah. <sure they> <laughs> Uh, if, you know, if you're new to yeah. this, there are uh, you know there are a few resources online um, that you can look at. Yeah, Google export to shapefile. Is <coughs> oh, excuse okay. me. Um, yeah. Now, with that, shall we get on with it? Yes, let's do it. Export to shapefile. All right, you all serve. Um, just pointing out, we might get interrupted any second by my wife, who's been out. Um, and has just come back and she finds it amusing to come in and interrupt me <laughs> here you go I can hear we'll, her walking down walking down the corridor we'll force her to play oh that'd be funny wouldn't it here we go 
We're waiting. We've got yeah, some. Yeah, she's leaving. Ah, okay. She realizes that this is the, this is where you really make the big money at the podcast. Yes. Um. She's so giving me that look of what the hell are you doing? Uh, anyway, <laughs> you're talking to your friends on the internet again, aren't you? She's standing outside the door in a weird kind of way. Anyway, it's enough commentary on your um, yes, <coughs> on your wife. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, who's going? My go. Am I going first? You'll go. Yes. Focus. Uh, I'm gonna, that's going to struggle. Um, uh, right. <laughs> I'm back in the room. I'm back in the room. I'm here. Really? Right, no. Uh, Multi patch footprint. That's what I'm going to start with. Multi patch footprint. Yeah. 3D analyst tool. So I love starting 3D analyst. It's kind of my my go to area. It is a bit. Also, the old school multi um, old school tools. But I'm going to match your old schoolness with my old schoolness. And we all know what that means. It's time for a tin tool. Oh. And I'm going to choose decimate tin nodes because it sounds cool. It decimate. Does. That's from the uh, Latin ten, of course. Or is it the Greek? Lat- oh, Latin. Roman. Roman. Latin. Anyway, Latin, yeah. Um, right. Uh, decimate tin nodes. I mean, yeah. Um, plus. Plus. Very underused uh, 3D analyst. Uh, 3D tool analyst tool. That is. Um, yeah. Have you have you been like catching up on the 3D analyst toolbox? Oh, I just like it. And yeah, I'm doing a bit of raster work at the moment. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I'll go to safe hands of the data management tool set with consolidate result. Consolidate result. Okay. Okay. Um, Rasted tin. Ooh. Two tins in a game. Interesting. Two tins. That might be the first time we've ever had two tins in the game. That might be true. Um, Jezza in Singapore will be. Uh, <laughs> he's screaming it on on screaming into his iPhone. I, I don't yep. know. Whatever. He hates tins. Anyway, we love him. Um, but I also like geometric networks, and so I'm going to choose set flow direction. From the geometric network tool set. It's an interesting game. This is a little insipid. We're both kind of just tiptoeing around each other. Um, I don't know. I suspect you have a plan. Well, uh, I'm staying in that 3D analyst space at the moment because that's what I suspect. You're not pushing me out. To be perfectly honest, I'm quite happy. Uh, Spline with barriers. Spline with barriers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, well, I'll come and join you then. Um, well, actually, no, not the 3D analyst, some spatial analyst, sorry. Cost distance. <laughs> Calculate the least cost, cost distance cost, yeah. for each cell to the nearest source. I'm going to go for it. This might be a record. Uh, tin line. Hoo-hoo, triple tin. Yeah. We need a bell. Um, okay. I will go for acute Euclidean direction. I can't even say it. I can't even say it, but you know what I mean. I know it starts with an E. That's how I always find it. Hmm. Odd that you'd you'd pick that just then. That's that's kind of pushed me out of where I wanted to be. Um, generate near table. Generate near table from the analysis tool set. Yeah. I have pushed you out. Quite Although I could have just trapped you in the in, you could, in the yeah. uh, 3D analyst tool set. Um, okay, I'll go back to a more ruthless tool from the data management tool sets. Set value for range domain. Oh, flip. It doesn't give you a lot of options. Doesn't give me many options at all. Um, goodbye, 3D analyst. That's for sure. Um, select, I think. Yeah, select. Analyst tool set. Analyst tool set. That is a safe move. Uh, spatial analyst. Path distance allocation. Oh, oh. I knew as soon as you said path, I was in trouble. Um, I would have thought anything from the spatial analyst toolbox would um, put yeah. you in trouble. Yeah. 
No, you got me. Export shapefile. Uh, I wonder. Yeah. What would have happened if you'd stayed in the 3D analyst? I've never had a game like that. That's well, an no. interesting tactic. Yeah. If you'd managed to stay in there, you could have. Um, well, I suppose boxed yourself in, but made yourself a safe house. Hmm. Interesting. I need to go and read those rules again. I'm sure there's some kind of benefit from uh, staying there, but um, three tins in a game, that, that's got to be some record. Or four. Four? You did three yourself, didn't you, or did you do two? I did uh, two. Two. Oh, anyway, yeah. Triple tin. Right, good podcast. Um, yeah, thanks, Mark. Enjoyable, as ever. Jobs from Here Maps and the British Defence Force. <laughs> <laughs> and a conference in the UK. Man, we are so on topic and on country. But, uh, and Syria from space, which is interesting. Um, Google actually helping out locally. That's a nice local local one. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Um, and how big is New Zealand truly? Uh, and beer. New Zealand beer. I think that's, and New Zealand beer. that's what I'm going to take away from the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Six pack to go. Well, we should uh, thank our uh, listeners for listening. Yeah, thank you so much. If you've enjoyed yourself, uh, and uh, even get if you in contact. Um, carry on listening, uh, and um, we'll see you next week. Yep, don't forget Twitter, MyGeoAdorable, email geodorable at gmail, and Facebook slash geodorable. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. See you later.